Oh, yeah, yeah, we got a punt kiss for you tonight. Yeah, we're in Ben Moon. Yeah, maybe you've heard of the guys, one of the hosts, the other host, Nick Kelly. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the cream of the crop. The cream rises to the top, man. Yeah, the cream rises to the top. You almost uh, took a little turn into like a De Niro sort of like taxi driver. You talking to me for a second there. <laughs> Uh, don't worry about it. Uh, you know, <laughs> why does Macho Man kind of have like a like a New York almost accent? Yeah, talking to you, Jake Dunny. I'm balance off balance doesn't matter. I'm better than you are. Yeah. Yeah, sort of, sort of leaning into like a Tony Soprano type thing there. I'm the Intercontinental, you know, Intercontinental Champion. Yeah. Uh, this is I almost want to say, I'm, I'm an intercontinental ballistic missile. <laughs> As you've no doubt guessed from the introduction, this is a movie trailer podcast. <laughs> Just another dumb intro brought to you by the Dumb Dudes. Some people maybe like when it's like a dumb rambly episode, though, because when Hey Riddle Riddle does an episode and they like will go 40 minutes without even talking about a riddle, those are some of my favorite episodes. Yeah, maybe the dumbest ones are our best work. Of course, future podcast guest Adel Rafai is a lot funnier than I am. like to have him on the podcast sometime. Working on it. He will do it, he said. Uh, well, hey, why did we do a wrestling intro? What were we talking about? Uh, we were talking about uh, Captain Carter, so I don't know how oh. that actually translates to wrestling. Yeah, where... Oh, I said I was going to take a heel turn and spoil Hawkeye for you. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that. Well, actually, that leads us into what we done had watched this past week. What we done had watched this past week. Hawkeye. So we both watched Hawkeye, and Nick, you said you're you're gonna spoil it. Yep. It turns out that Hawkeye was one of the Avengers from the 2012 movie. He was the Arrow guy. Are you serious? Yeah, he was him the whole time. Are you blowing my mind? Mm-hmm. That man had a family. He does, yeah. Hawkeye, I haven't seen the latest episode, but I've seen, you know, I've seen three episodes. I th- I think this is my favorite Marvel show. It's definitely my favorite Marvel show. Like it is, I can't remember now what we've talked about on our on our chat or, or on this show. Rehash it, man. Um, Rehash guys, it. guys, Hawkeye is the most like human show yet cuz all look, all the Marvel shows are buddy sh- buddy cop movies. They're not buddy cop, but they're, they're all buddy. Ups. They're team ups. They're team ups. Yeah, they're team em ups. Happy team em ups. And uh, but this one, it's just first of all, Kate Bishop's my new. Fa- I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. She's my favorite new MCU character, hands down. She's the she's the best. Haley Steinfeld was born for this role. It's perfect. It's perfect casting. She's so I just love her. And I and I was ha- I had a sneaking suspicion I was gonna love her from the from the trailers, and I do. She's. I just want more of this, and it's grounded, and also has some of the best villains. I love the Bros, the tracksuit mafia. Yeah, I love this one the best. I feel like this one is acting, in a way, as a funeral too for Black Widow, in in more of a way that she got in Endgame, which was just them talking about her on a pier for a minute, and then they made this big, uh, giant Tony Stark funeral, and and they were just like, oh well. Just Tony Stark. Everything's just Tony Stark all the time. Well, I don't care about Tony Stark. I do care about Black Widow. And I feel like I like how this is talking about Black Widow a lot more than 
uh, has been done so far. And uh, I like Hawkeye. I like Clint Barton. He's one of my favorite people. I like uh, Kate Bishop. I think I agree with you. She's my favorite new character. And this is my favorite Marvel show. It's based on one of my top two to three favorite Marvel comics, which is the Matt Fraction, David Aja, Hawkeye run, uh, which you can get on Amazon. And I, I say everyone, if you like this series, should do. So yeah, I love it. My my second favorite one is Loki because I love time travel and weird high sci-fi stuff. And only a, a tiny little hair uh, in third place is WandaVision, which I love almost as much as Loki. It's just I like time travel and Loki has time travel in it. And uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier I feel like started out really strong, but the Flag Smashers were just not good villains. Yeah, I, I think I kind of agree. They, I think they wanted to dive into a little bit of the philosophy that they had of, of, of countries and the blip and or whatever. You know, and it, it kind of made sense, but they did sort of fall flat. I think you're right. They started it, and then I probably pandemic related or time constraints because of the pandemic. They sort of dropped part of that. They did a real good job with like the the racial stuff in that one, like the black captain america taking over and that that part of it was great but the flag smashers just kind of sucked yeah those some of those moments i will say those moments with him and the the black captain america were some of the most moving like edge of your seat just like listening to those them you know converse um and i will say also too that one of the most iconic images if not the most iconic image was falcon in the in the captain america suit like holding who i can't remember who he was holding but like just slowly coming down and landing yep, yep. like oh my gosh it was so iconic looking yeah the first episode and the last episode were, were great but uh it faltered a little bit with the flag smashers for me but hawkeye so far to me is perfect yeah i i can't really find anything wrong with hawkeye uh except for Haley steinfeld and her stunt double have like a pretty big chasm of what their physical abilities. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, that's fine. That gets jobs for stunt people. I don't like when actors do their own stunts because I love all the stunt people. Like I follow all the stunt performers and I want them to have work. So if an actor's bad at stunts, that's good for, for the industry. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so Hawkeye's great. Um, Har- Arcane is still great. Um, did you, have you continued watching that at all? I tried to start another episode, but then Chili started having zoomies, and I had to stop. So I I need to watch it when he's like taking a nap. <laughs> oh, Chili! Uh, cool, cool. All right, let's. We we don't really have any new news, um, so I'm not gonna. We're not, the song's not gonna play. I'm not no, playing the song. We just got one thing here. We just have one thing, and it, and it's not really news. Because um, I thought, well, I saw this headline. You know how clickbaiters do. Yeah. And they were like, Marvel's is making a Captain Carter series. Yep. And I'm thinking Disney Plus, like, here we go, baby. Like, this is my favorite part of What If. Yep. And no, it's a comic book series that's coming out, Captain Carter. Yeah, so they, they tricked us. We we just read the article right before recording here. And uh, so it's just a, a comic book series, not a animated series. Now, this is especially unfortunate as they are making an animated series of Marvel Zombies, which I could not care less about. And now, because, Nick, you have done this, you have, you have put this into the ether, you've spoken it into the ether, now I'm not going to be able to stop thinking about that because that is like 
some Berenstein Bears stuff where they get Captain Carter and not this zombie show that we don't care about. Yeah, it's been a it's been a week of this kind of thing. Like the uh, Hot Toys releases this this week and last week were disappointing. The uh, news of this is disappointing. They canceled Cowboy Bebop on Netflix. That was disappointing to me uh, because I I've been enjoying it. So it's been a disappointing week. Disappointing week, guys. Disappointing week. But we're we're, we're still going to come to you with some pretty good trailers. Yeah, we got some good ones this week, at least. We did. But hey, but before we dive into those, we do have uh, the question tomes. The questions tomes. And you came up with this one uh, in in the group chat with me and Missy. I did. It was uh, just sort of organically came up because um, I think we were talking about predictions or something. Yeah, I was talking about my Hawkeye theory for the show. Oh, that's right. That's right. Do you want to give that theory? I'll give it because it, it doesn't address the fourth episode. Uh, it's just the first three episodes, so people should have seen that by now. Also, this is just a theory. It's not a spoiler. Right. Okay. <laughs> those, are, those two are not the same. Yeah, this is a theory. All right, so in the comics, I'm going to be that guy for a second because Echo is one of my favorite characters. I read all the Echo comics. Echo's father was killed by the Kingpin, and he then framed Daredevil for it. And it was this because Kingpin was like cleaning out, like doing some house cleaning on his own guys. Uh, so he killed him, and then he blamed Daredevil. And so he raised uh, Maya up to be a, an assassin alongside Elektra. Uh, to hate Daredevil because he killed her father. And then uh, eventually she learns that it wasn't Daredevil, it was Kingpin. And so she becomes a good guy. Now in the show, uh, Uncle, in quotes, the the mysterious boss, I believe is, is Kingpin. I hope it's not Derek Bishop, Kate's father, who's not... And they're like, he's not really dead, it's him, because he's kind of a bad guy in the comics. I think they just switched his character with Eleanor, though. Because she gives me bad guy vibes. Uh, I hope it's not that. I will be disappointed if if Uncle is Derek Bishop and not Kingpin. But I think Kingpin had the Ronin suit. And he get, he had Jack Duquesne, the swordsman, who is Kate's mom's fiancé in the show, dress in the, in the Ronin suit and kill off some of his own guys to like get rid of a rat or something. And I think that was him in the Ronin suit. I think it was him that killed uh, Echo's father and not Clint. Because later on, the I- illegal auction, the black market auction, was held at the mansion with the same address that Wilson Fisk has in the comics and in the Netflix show. Uh, meaning he already had possession of the, of the Ronin suit. I, I just can't think of another reason for, for Swordsman to be a character in this show. For the Swordsman. Like, why else would it be Jack Duquesne? I hadn't thought about it that way. Why else would Swordsman be in the show? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah. Okay. I, I think you're probably right. And he was buying... He was trying to buy the Ronin sword. Maybe he liked it. Maybe he was used to it. He was trying to buy it at that auction. So I think... And also, I can't think of another way to turn Echo into a good guy. Because she's a good guy uh, in the comics, eventually. Does uh, she have any special abilities? She's a mimic. She has the same powers as Taskmaster. Oh, okay. Well, you know what that means? That brings me to my prediction that I'm most proud about, that 
came true. And that's the question this week. What movie or show prediction have you made that turned out to be accurate and that you're most proud of? And so if you remember several episodes before Black Widow came out. Yep. Like like maybe a couple months, Nick. It's been months. You you had said it several times. Yeah. Uh, and I, I guess if you haven't seen Black Widow, don't listen to this. It's on Disney+. Plus. I mean, why have you not seen it? Yeah. Um, but I predicted that Taskmaster would be a woman. Not only was Taskmaster a woman, it was Olga Kurlenko. Yep. Some of the movements in the trailers gave it away. The way they animated her, the way the computer animated it, it, it was with very fluid uh, feminine movement. Um, toe point, feet together, backflip, like that's a woman. Yeah, you were right. Uh, and the uh, the backlog of episodes can prove it. Now, mine mine is not a plot thing that I predicted. It's just in 2008, when I saw the movie Iron Man starring Robert Downey Jr. And at the end, Nick Fury came out and was talking about the Avengers. Naturally, this led to me and, and my friends talking about who should be who should play what Avenger. And I was 100% dead set locked in that Paul Rudd needed to be Ant-Man. And this was in 2008. Uh, I think Ant-Man came out in 2015. So that's like seven years. Yeah, 2015. Seven mm-hmm. years ahead of time, I I correctly cast Paul Rudd as Ant-Man. Though in, in my head, I was thinking it would be the Hank Pym Ant-Man. I did not predict uh, Scott Lang Ant-Man. Yeah, well, I don't I, think anybody predicted Scott Lang. Yeah, that was that was weird. That was a weird one, because uh, Scott Lang is. I I think the reason is that uh, they wanted Cassie Lang around so they could make stature be in Young Avengers eventually. Um, but yeah, so I predicted Paul Rudd as Ant Man uh, seven years before it happened. Cool. Uh, so guys, we are. Uh, I guess we're clairvoyant. I guess you could say we're clairvoyant. <laughs> we are clairvoyant. Yeah, able to predict the future. Sometimes. Um, all right, so let's uh, let's get right along here to a pretty decent list of new, new, new. Was that a dog? No. <laughs> new, new. New, new. Trailers, folks. We have an Adele Levine. Adele Levine rolls off the tongue. Yeah, it just rolls right off the tongue. So what you're going to find this week is uh, we got some stuff that was. Uh, just new, and then some stuff that was during the game trailers. We're gonna have a, lo- a great video game section because of the game trailers, which happened uh, t- uh, not yet last night. Yes, yeah, the yeah, game, last night. The games awards Thursday night. Uh, so when you're listening to this, it was the Thursday night before. So some some uh, decent stuff here. First off, we're gonna start with a season two teaser trailer for Raised by Wolves. This reminded me that I totally forgot to watch the show, and I really want to watch it. You you haven't watched any of it? No, I totally forgot. And I talked about Char I talked about it with Charlie because he he was making that uh, uh, Travis Fimmel character costume, I believe. And uh, I was like, oh, I want to watch this. I like Ridley Scott sci-fi stuff most of the time, and I totally forgot. I totally forgot about it. And then I just saw this, and it's like, oh, I should watch that that show. Yeah, it's it's worth watching. Um... It's pretty decent, yeah. I'll I'll actually probably watch this season two. It's not my favorite sci-fi thing, but there are some uh, fun concepts and things in it that make it uh, worth watching. Well, I'll check it out. Check it out. Uh, check 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 it out. Okay, next trailer here is the Book of Boba Fett 
hardcore desire here. Yeah, we're less than three weeks away from Book of Boba here. It starts December 30th. Uh, This is maybe the most I want a Star Wars thing next to Obi-Wan Kenobi's series. Like this and Obi-Wan. I want Ahsoka the most still. Yeah, that's true, but that's not coming out next year. That's coming out in 2023. Oh, it is? Yeah, I'm talking about next year. Oh, I didn't realize that was coming out in 2023. Yeah. I guess there's not a lot of stuff coming out next year, so me choosing a top two is pointless. But uh, Obi-Wan and, and Book of Boba Fett. Interesting. Okay, well, we this looks awesome. If you haven't seen this trailer, it looks awesome. It's Boba Fett. Come on. Come on. It's Boba Fett. You know, we don't, I don't think we came came across any Fett stuff in the, the new trilogy, did we? Uh, not that I can think of. There wasn't any Mandalorian stuff in the new trilogy. Yeah. Oh, well, I was just thinking, like... He could still be in power by the new trilogy, but we'd never know. I think what will happen with the new trilogy is the same thing that will happen with the prequel trilogy, is that Dave Filoni will make a bunch of supplementary material that fills in a lot of gaps and makes it better. When will they give him his own trilogy? I like him better in the TV world because you get more episodes that way. Hmm. I like the shows oh, better anyway. Than the yeah, movies. I about to say, we, we've been talking, like, if we said, I think a lot of us have said, hey, if Star Wars is just shows from now on, like, we're, we're kind of cool with that. I'm 100%. I like the shows better. And there's, there's only one show so far, but I like it better than all the movies. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's, I mean, the show, God, Mandalorian is like chef's kiss, man. And the animated shows, too. I like the, the animated Clone Wars, I think, a lot more yeah. than some of the movies. Yeah. All right, so only, what, you said three more weeks? Yep, three more weeks. All right, sweet. We got a, well, we got a poster, and then during the Game Awards, we got a trailer for Sonic 2. Yeah, so this is a sequel to the Sonic the Hedgehog uh, You mean this is not a drive-in where I get hamburgers and ice cream and slushes and stuff? Yeah, I don't, we don't have any of those around here, like nowhere near me at all i've never seen one in wisconsin they probably have them in madison but i've never seen one here so i've been to one once in illinois but only once in my life have i been to a sonics and once in my life i watched the sonic movie (laughs) once in my life i did as well we'll get a sequel to it. it's got tails you got tails it's got knuckles it's got jim carrey as dr robotnik in a way more dr robotnik-y Yes. Uh, outfit. Uh, this one looks pretty fun. I did laugh out loud twice in this trailer. Once where Sonic got hit by a missile while standing on a plane because he was just suddenly gone. And then once when they open up the door and Sonic and Tails are like in disguises, but they look like cartoons. <laughs> and everyone's just kind of like staring at them. That was pretty funny too, I thought. Yeah, this is definitely going to be, you know, it's a kid's movie. The first one's definitely a kid's movie. This is a kid's movie. But um, I like that Tails and Knuckles uh, are in it. The, the voice actor for Tails is absolutely perfect. Yes. Yeah. It's a Colleen O'Shaughnessy. Well, she is absolutely, I mean, she sounds exactly how you think he would sound. She's a, a, voice, a voice actor primarily. So it's cool because a lot of times movies like this, big movies won't hire professional voice actors they get like someone who isn't even good at voice acting like uh space jam 2 
had Zendaya voicing Lola and Zendaya's not a voice actor and wasn't good at voice acting when Kath Susie, a professional voice actor, was Lola in the first one. Mm. Do we need to talk about Tom Holland dating Zendaya? Uh, we can. Do you have a what take it, on it? I don't, I don't. I mean, people, what do they say? They, 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 they ship it? Are they shipping it? Yeah, which is probably annoying for real people who have to be shipped by other people. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if it, I, so. I don't know if really the definition of shipping it. Um, I'm. F- I don't care. I mean, it's fine. They're both good looking. I, I think around the same age. She used to be on Disney Channel. Go for it. You know. Yeah. I mean, they seem fine. Yeah, they, <laughs> it's none of my seem... business. <laughs> none, none of my business. But <laughs> it's none of my business. They can date whoever they want. <laughs> I uh I ship January Jones with uh me. Uh I ship uh Haley Atwell with me. There we go. Uh in an alternate universe where I'm not already married. Yeah, I'm gonna take a run at January anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're gonna try your luck. Yeah, just head out of there. Just won't mind. No, no, she's totally cool. Alright, so Sonic 2 coming out, and um, then we have a trailer for MacGruber. MacGruber! This is a show? Uh, yeah, this is a show on, on Peacock. So, this will be bad and dumb, but it'll be bad and dumb in a good way, like the MacGruber movie, which I saw. This I never saw, the, I never saw that movie. Um, this... Is a this is a red band trailer. This I saw that this was rated TV mature. Is the movie an R-rated movie? Yeah, there's this thing, this recurring theme in the movie about him perfecting the art of throat rips, which is extremely funny when Will Forte is like yanking dudes' throats out. Which is obviously, I think, uh, what was that movie? Was that John Claude Van Damme, where he he felt so bad about doing that thing where he killed the guy by ripping his throat out or something? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's just—it's a reference to that, and it's just the MacGruber movie. He does it so many times that it just becomes hilarious. And also, uh, MacGruber the the movie—and this is not something you would think to say—but it has literally the funniest sex scene I've ever seen in my life. Like it starts out like a normal movie one, and then it just jump cuts to like not like a movie, and it's so funny. It's—I I laughed really hard at that. Those are the two things I remember most from that movie. Uh, that and uh, Val Kilmer was the bad guy. Oh, jeez. But uh, this series will probably... It, it'll be a thing where it, it has its moments, and the moments are really, really good, and then there'll be a lot of, like, dumb in in the between stuff, you know? Yeah. It, it definitely looks dumb. It could be dumb enough to be funny. Yeah. That's what it will be. Yeah. Uh, then we have a trailer for Peacemaker, and with every new trailer of this, I want to see it more. Yeah, this is, it just looks so good. Uh, I like to see Jennifer Holland in this more. Like Jennifer Holland and Steve Agee were in the Suicide Squad um, in the movie, and they were at the control center with Amanda Waller, and uh, they were pretty funny together. And I like to. They seem to like they're going to be his handlers and sort of main characters in this. So that's good. Uh, Robert Patrick obviously is his dad. That's pretty funny. Um, that guy that's. Uh, what's his name? Vigilante. He seems funny too. He does, yeah. I just like the idea that, that the Peacemaker is sort of like this dumb, like, 
well-intentioned, complete moron, and completely inept, yet also successful and, and strong and good at killing people. It's, it's yeah, just yeah. funny. <laughs> it's pretty funny. And I think the gags with the eagle are going to be pretty funny, too. That's good. I just want to watch this. The Suicide Squad, he, like John Cena was the funniest guy in that movie. Yeah, this is... I think if you're going to take a character out of that movie to make a show, he definitely makes the most sense. Yeah, either him or Pete Davidson. (laughs) (laughs) I want to see what what Pete Davidson did to get in jail. Oh, that would make a good series. You're right. Mm -hmm. That's a good idea. Um, But he's too busy fake dating... um, Kim Kardashian? That's her, yeah. Yeah, every celebrity has to date Pete Davidson for at least a month. It's in the contract. Yep. It's in your, hey, don't you remember? It's in your contract. It's in the contract. You gotta sign. You gotta sign it. Got a month, with Davidson. Yeah, you, you got a month, with Davidson. Look, go, turn to page nineteen. It's right, written right there. <laughs> month with Davidson. You gotta do it. Yep. And if you don't do it, then you have to date Kate Beckinsale. No, 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 no. Well, maybe you can do that, but also you gotta be in a Saban movie. Oh no! Oh, we got the worst Saban movie ever coming up, everybody. <laughs> I mean, gird your loins, brace yourselves, clinch up Lego loss. It's coming. Because it's coming. It's It's coming. not this next one, though. This next one is starring everyone's favorite high school musicaler, Zac Efron, and that is a trailer for the movie Gold. Yeah, I think in the alternate universe, uh, doesn't Aaron like Zac Efron? Um, no, she likes Zac Efron in this universe. Yeah, I know, but in the, in the other universe, she's uh, shipping herself. Oh, she is probably doing that. Yeah. yeah. So uh, this movie is when two men discover the biggest gold nugget ever found, they must find a way to excavate it. Uh, this is Zac Efron and uh, Anthony Hayes and Susie Porter are in this movie. This looks like a low-budget sort of bottle movie where it's all going to take place in a, a, a short location, like a small location, and not a lot of jumping around. But movies like this... When they're a small budget movie, if they're a bottle movie like this, if it's written well enough, this could be a thing where it definitely is worth watching at least once. I think you could be right. I don't. Yeah, this doesn't seem like the movie I'd want to purchase on a 4K Blu-ray. This yeah. is just watch it once. Um, actually, I take the Haley Atwell thing back. I ship myself with this um, size rock of gold. <laughs> well, if you had this size rock of gold, I'm sure one would lead to the other. If you were well-connected enough. She might be into guys with with enormous um, boulders made of gold. Yeah, but you could also just get into the right places. You could you could set it up. You could do uh, Nicolas Cage in, uh, in uh, Lord of War with Michelle Monaghan, where he, like, gets... She's staying at this hotel, so he rents every room, so they're the only two people there, so he can run into her at the pool and stuff. <laughs> To me, it feels a little um, Prince Ali, Ali Ababwa. Yeah, well, he was a arms. He was like an illegal arms dealer, so he wasn't, you know. <laughs> oh, that's right. He wasn't uh, on the up and up or anything. That's a good movie, by the way. If you haven't seen Lord of War with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, I, yeah, it's it's a good movie. Is did the guy that directed um, uh, the Big Short direct that? Adam McKay. He yeah. did not. Let me look who did though, because it's somebody. Their styles, I feel like, are somewhat similar. AK-47s we call Angel Kings. Ethan Hawke's in it. Like, what do you what do you want here? Andrew Nichol directed this movie. Okay. 
And he directed Gattaca. Oh, man. Did you watch Gattaca recently? I did, and it was very good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, what do I want that guy to direct next? Something with Nicolas Cage. I always say if a movie has Nicolas Cage narrating it, it's good. Like Yeah, the new Spider-Man has to have him, right? We have to have him in the new Spider-Man. I hope so. I don't want to I don't want to go without Spider-Man Noir. No, we need Spider-Man Noir. So also so I can continue uh cosplaying him. Yep. Which you could do anyway. Well, I guess I could. Uh all right, so that's gold. Um and then we have who, buddy, this? Uh, this is a movie called The Commando. A DEA agent with PTSD returns home after a botched mission and must now protect his family from a home invasion after a recently freed convict and his henchmen come after their stash of millions inside the agent's home. There's, there's, when I was watching this, the only thing I could think was that this was a new kind of super garbage. <laughs> 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 a new kind uh, you are this is that is what this is let me tell you th- this is this is super a it's super garbage and b honestly this is an affront to the great 1985 action thriller commando starring arnold schwarzenegger maybe you've seen it he throws buzz saws yeah commando is is a bad movie with arnold schwarzenegger in a way that the running man is a bad movie with arnold schwarzenegger Yep. But that doesn't mean I don't completely love to watch these. <laughs> Running Man is one of my favorite things to watch on the planet. Yeah. Th- those movies are very comparable in their in their quality and content. Yes. However, Mickey Rourke is not fun like Arnold. Arnold is very self-aware, and that is why when he makes dumb movies, they're fun. Mickey Rourke thinks he's like something else, and it, he looks like a... A skin bag? A skin bag, and, and he's the worst. And Mickey Rourke has invented a new kind of trash, and it's it's showing up twice this week. We'll get to the other one later. M- uh, Mickey Rourke is like a walking, talking woman's purse. <laughs> yeah. Mickey Rourke, Mickey, Mickey Rourke <laughs> looks like if, if, like, you know how those old British rock stars start to look like old women? Yeah. Yeah. He looks like if one of them started inflating like the ant in Harry Potter. <laughs> it looks like if if Steven Tyler from Aerosmith started inflating. I know he's not British, but like if he started inflating like the ant from Harry Potter. Yeah, if you took Steven Tyler's face and you you stuffed you you stuffed a giant frog in it, like a frog's face in it, <laughs> like in the inside, and that was the bone structure was a frog's face, that would be Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke looks like he was cursed by an arcane god to slowly turn into a frog. <laughs> yeah, slowly. Did you catch that Jeff Fahey from Lost was in this? Which character did he play in Lost? Frank Lapidus, the pilot of the plane. Oh, yeah, he is. Oh, sure enough. I was like, yeah, well, I couldn't remember where I saw him from. Yep. And that's it. Frank Lapidus. Frank Lapidus. Hey, we got Frank Lapidus here. I can actually tie this back to McGruber. Uh, there was a How It Should Have Ended or whatever on on YouTube back in the day when Lost was out. And uh, using the McGruber theme song, they made a theme song about Lapidus from Lost. And it said, Lapidus, he survives explosions because he's the only pilot. Lapidus. Lapidus. That's great. That was on YouTube? Yep. That sounds like YouTube. Yeah, it was how it should have ended. Yeah. 
So then we have a trailer for the... Um, this is a long one, guys, so you got to hang in here with me. The woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window. Yeah, you'll remember The Girl in the Window was a Netflix movie with Amy Adams that got really bad reviews. Uh, and it was like based on Rear Window, the uh, Hitchcock movie. The plot of this is when a handsome neighbor moves in across the street, Anna, a heartbroken for whom every day is the same, it just calls her a heartbroken. I, I guess that's a thing. A heartbroken, for whom every day is the same, starts to see a light at the end of the tunnel. That is, until she witnesses a gruesome murder. Or did she? So this stars uh, Kristen Bell as Anna. And from the title, I thought this was going to be like a scary movie-esque parody of this movie. I absolutely did, too. <laughs> I totally thought it was. And then I watched it, and I was like, oh, no. I was like, this is real tongue-in-cheek. This is like a... This is going to be like a tongue-in-cheek sort of uh, examination of this genre instead. They drop a lot of casseroles in this. Did you catch how many casseroles they dropped? An inordinate number of casseroles were dropped and uh, shattered on the floor in this trailer. I don't know what their obsession with smashing casseroles is, but to me this seems like uh, a movie where you don't know what's real or simply in the character's head, so that's going to be a sharp no from me, I think. Yeah. Ben can only handle handle linear storytelling. He, <laughs> he can't deviate from that. I will say I do prefer that. Actually, you know what I really prefer is the Lord of the Rings method where you have several different groups and you jump between them. I like that too. Except sometimes if you're really into one and it cuts away, then it's like, ah. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is, I'm always like that. But that, then I realize that's good storytelling. When You know when the chapter ends in a book and you're like, I have to read the next one, but I have to go to bed. Like yep. sometimes that's the best. Yeah. You know, you know, yeah, then, I agree. that's how it, like you literally realize in the moment, Oh, this is good. Cause I'm like dying to get to the next thing. That's how for me, the wheel of time series has been where like, I'll get super invested in the, what's happening and it cuts to the other people who are separated. And then I'm like, ah, and then I get invested in them and then it cuts away again. <laughs> what, what's that sound that you make? Ah. <laughs> I'm going to have to cut that out and just place it a lot in here. Uh, it's pretty good. Uh, 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 uh. All right. So the next one trailer that we got here is uh, it's called War Hunt. Saban! This is the worst Saban movie of all time. Uh, the plot says plot kept under wraps on IMDb. So, you know, let's not get a big head, Saban. This has got Mickey Rourke wearing an eye patch. A woman's purse wearing an eye patch. Yeah, this movie is Predator, except instead of Predator, it's the Pepper Monster from Lost. Yep, that's it. The Pepper Monster from Lost was flying around up in here. Don't you smell that Pepper? I can't believe y'all don't smell that Pepper. The, the money used to make this, you know, could have been used to uh, help disaster victims or really anything. Um, yeah, anything else. Anything but... But, but War Hunt. War Hunt. This, this is something that takes place in World War II, some inexplicable horror thing, the pepper monster from Lot. Why? Why? Why is this? Who who had this idea? Put, Saban. Is this Saban's idea? Did he say, he said, now that we've made a bunch of movies, I got an idea, and we're going to make it. Look, our buddy Haim Saban has been pumping out drivel all year long, keeping us in business, basically, during the, 
the rough spells because he was somehow still making movies. Yeah, that is true. But the dude, they make these movies and they don't exist anywhere else. I've still never seen a Saban movie like on Amazon or like Netflix. Where do they go? I feel like I've seen one Saban movie, and and the Power Rangers one. Well, I'm this. I'm we're talking about more in the streaming era of Saban movies. I, you know, what I mean, like I sort yeah. of I I think Power Rangers is separate from all this other stuff. I agree. I don't feel like I wouldn't if I saw a Saban like a Power Rangers movie trailer. I wouldn't do the Saban War Cry uh, that we usually do because to me it's Power Rangers, not Saban. But this thing, war, war, this war movie, War Hunt, is pure Saban garbage with the Mickey Rourke corpse bag, trash monster, eye patch man. All right, do you want to hear something crazy? Uh, yes, please. This is this is kind of mind blowing. Power Rangers came out on March twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen, under Saban Films, right? Right. Saban started saban films has been releasing movies since 2014 power rangers is like the 20th movie they've made there's there's three years of movies before that power rangers movie yeah where are all these movies i don't know i don't know i'm I'm looking through the list now to see if there's a saban films movie i've seen other than power rangers i'm looking now oh my gosh there are so many there's an endless amount of them there's so many in 2020 alone, or 2020 and 2021 alone, I mean, goodness gracious. I haven't seen any of these, and I've only heard of the ones that we talked about. Yeah, I have only talked about these with you. Do you... I don't think they exist. Hey, are we the only podcast on in the world that talks about Saban movies as much as we do? I think we might be. Do you think that there are no Saban movies and that he just makes trailers? No, that would be a conspiracy. That would be a conspiracy. No, because Jay watched that Christopher Walken one. I've never seen it. Maybe they made that one. Maybe Jay's in on it. Maybe. What if Jay is Saban? <laughs> Jay, if you're Saban, legally you have to tell us or it's entrapment. Yeah, and also you should buy Nick like some nice meals or something. Yeah, buy me a nice meal. Because <laughs> that, that's what Saban money people do. Please don't point out all of the times you have done that in the past, because I'm certain there have been many times. <laughs> the, I'm not, I cannot confirm that these movies ex- actually exist. Oh, Guns Akimbo. No, I they, they did Guns Akimbo. I never saw it, though. Oh, that was a good movie. I mean, it's not good, but it's a fun movie that I enjoyed. Sam Weaving is in that, and I think the other girl is the girl that's playing Sabine in, in Ahsoka. Hmm, man. So, h- How many of these is Bruce Willis in? half at least oh saban did do the commando so Sab- okay so, so he did yeah so saban films has a movie called the command and then they also now have a movie called the commando they'll probably make the commander next make it, make trilogy. it a trilogy so yeah not not looking forward to that who cares uh but you know um war hunt it, ex- it it's going to exist uh, then we actually have a pretty decent-looking thing, um, a trailer for Munich, The Edge of War, starring the dude from 1917. Yes, a uh, very recognizable dude. Uh, I thought this movie looked pretty good. The, the plot of this one is, a British diplomat travels to Munich in the run-up to World War II, where a former classmate of his from Oxford is also en route, 
but is working for the German government. So this is a spy movie, World War II. Uh, we got Jeremy Irons. We got uh, George Mackey from 1917. And apart from those guys, I haven't really heard of anyone in this, but it still looks really good. It looks well made. I did think this was going to be a sequel to the 2005 Eric Bana movie, Munich. So I was a little confused for about half of it because I was like, well, wait, why is this in World War II? Is this a prequel to Munich? Because that took place not in World War II. This takes place in the same universe as Valkyrie. I liked that movie. What did you think about that? I liked it too. Yeah, people don't like that movie. I thought it was good. I mean, it's something I didn't know about, that there was like a resistance within Germany to Hitler. Like, I didn't know that. Yeah, and that dude really had all those, like, the wooden arm and the wooden legs and stuff and the eye patch that that guy really had all that stuff that tom cruise played i think people don't like it because they didn't do accents like they just use their normal voices maybe that okay i yeah i forgot about that yeah i don't know i thought it was a yeah, good, it was movie. good. Th- this does look good though um although uh, is this guy getting typecast to be in like movies about impossible missions during wartime yeah, he definitely is, but he also looks like he's from the early 1900s, like his he face. Does. So he has to be in period pieces. He's the anti-Jessica Biel. Oh, Jessica Biel has a face from like 25, 30 years in the future? Somebody tweeted that Jessica Biel can't be in period pieces because she has a face that knows what Twitter is. And she re- <laughs> she posted that on Instagram and she's like, I'm dying, this is so funny. Uh, and it's it's... It's true. Like, she does look like she knows the Twitter. She has a very modern yes, look. Absolutely. Uh, but this guy has a. This guy looks like he's from, like, 1917. Yeah. Like, this guy looks like that time period. Yeah. So, this uh, looks good. We'll probably end up watching that. Uh, and then the best thing, we saved it the, for the end here. It was a uh, teaser trailer during the Game Awards for Halo on Paramount Plus, the series. Yeah, this looks like, and, and I'm going to quote my cousin, uh, frequent questions times answerer Squid. And he said, it looks like the people who made this actually care. What do you know? <laughs> uh, this looks really good. Uh, Master Chief is played by Pablo Schreiber, who is Leif Schreiber's brother. And uh, the, it, it's the best thing of all is that Cortana is Cortana. Jen Taylor is so we do that for know that for sure. Yeah, Jen Taylor right here in the cast list. I'm looking. That's great. So Jen Taylor's Cortana. Uh, Who else we got in this? There's a lot of cool people in this. I think I saw Bokeem Woodbine from Spider-Man and Fargo in this too. But I don't see him in the list. But I thought I saw him in the trailer. Yeah, there he is, Bokeem Woodbine. Special effects, the suits, the. The, the way it looked, just the look of the filming and everything, I mean, I am getting, like, real hype. Like, my hype meter is pushing full tilt for this. Um, I'm not a super Halo fan, but th- I'll tell you what, if, if this is good enough, if I like, if I just, like, end up falling in love with this, I'll make a dang Halo suit. I could see you making a Halo suit. My buddy Rob that lives here in town, not not uh, Robo, but uh, another Rob, he he's made several Halo suits, and, he, and that dude... He's way more of an artist than me, and his stuff is killer. And he is like begging me to make a Halo suit because it'll be just an excuse to hang out, which I I want that too. So if this is cool enough, I'll make I might make something from this movie. Uh, my our friend Grace, who is a longtime friend of mine, I know because of Red versus Blue, and that's a Halo thing. 
It, that's why I knew who she was. The, when was the first Red versus Blue? Like mid aughts. Yeah, Jess was super into Red versus Blue, and there was a Rooster Teeth podcast where they talked about cosplayers and they mentioned Grace, and so Jess knew who Grace was when we were at Dragon Con, and that's why we started talking to her. Interesting. And and I met you through Grace. Is that right? Yeah, in 2012. Is that right? Yep. Gosh, I've been to so many Dragon Cons. They all run together. Well, here's the thing. In 2012, I was so overwhelmed that I was meeting people, but I wasn't talking a lot, so I didn't really make a lot of impressions. But I remembered the people I met more than they remembered me. How did I, how did I meet you? I, I, was, I was with Grace, and she brought me somewhere, and, and you were wearing uh, Iron Man armor. And I think she also had Iron Man no, armor. No, she was, it? she was in Iron Man armor, and I would have been in. Uh, you were in blue uh, Mass Effect armor. Yeah, I was in either the Blue Suns or the Systems Alliance Marine. I had both yeah, that year. I had, that's I had two suits that year. Yeah, I think you were wearing blue armor. Yeah, they they were both bluish. Yeah, they were no, they were they were they were both blue, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I have vague memories. I I remember being dragged around. Uh, and meeting a lot of people, so it's all very vague. It is, yeah, for me too. Um, so I, when is this coming out? I need this. I, I'm trying to find that right now because I have ten free months of Paramount Plus, and this is going to be on Paramount Plus, and I would really like it to overlap. I'm not finding a release date of this though. I'm going to Google it because it's worth. Uh, it doesn't have an uh, official on-air date, but it says early 2022. So my. My free Paramount Plus should cover this, and I should be able to watch it with no hassle. <laughs> Good. I will order a month of Paramount. If it, if it all comes out at once, I'll order a month of Paramount Plus. To- My TV came with 10 free months of Paramount Plus. No, that's nice. That is nice. Yeah. Cool, cool. All right. Well, that does it for the new new trailers, and, uh, and that brings us to the trailer mailers. You've got mail. Yeah, if you'll remember last week, I asked, what scene from a movie or series gave you the biggest emotional reaction? And... You guys must have missed the question times because we haven't done it for like a month because this was a very popular one. It was. We had a lot of people uh, write in. You, What did Kevin say? Kevin said, I'm a big sap when it comes to emotionally uplifting moments. And as an animation nerd, I try to see every Pixar film in the theater. When watching Coco, the scene where Miguel sings Remember Me to his great-grandmother ruined me. Laugh all you want at the 30-something big man by himself crying at the animated characters amidst the sea of children. Cinema is a magical thing, and I embrace those feels. Uh, I'm not laughing at your reaction. I'm laughing at the vocabulary choices you made in writing that very funny sentence. <laughs> you definitely get no judgments or laughs uh, from us. We agree with you. Yeah, we definitely agree. The power of story is nothing to be made fun of. No, definitely not. It's, it's like movies and TV shows and like storytelling is pretty much the only thing I care about. <laughs> I yeah, like storytelling is something that humans uh, do best. If we were to ship something out of the planet to other places, uh, well, a lot of it would be like storytelling stuff. And I would, if I was to ship something, it would be January Jones and me. <laughs> Indeed, it would. And me and that, and me and that giant gold uh, boulder. Yep. So then Squid said, my friends, you bow to no one, which is, is of course, uh, a line from Lord of the Rings. And uh, yeah, man. It gives you chills. Feels. Yeah. That movie still slap. Those movies still slap. 
Mm. I gotta watch them. I have the 4K Blu-rays. I haven't watched oh, it. Oh, my friend, you need to bow to the time to watch that. Yeah, with my my OLED 4K TV. Mm. Uh, Brad, a recent guest on our podcast, if you go back a few episodes, Brad said, Fresh Prince episode where Carlton is hooked on speed and Will gets emotional about it really got me good. The reading of the obituary and with honors gets me. Buffy episode The Body gets me. Man, I can't watch that one. I can, but The Body episode of Buffy is a one-time episode. And then you do rewatches, you skip over. That was too much, man. Uh, I'm wearing a Buffy hoodie right now. Uh, the Fault in Our Stars also gets me every time. There you go. Four tear-inducing TV and film moments. All the best. Unknown job. Honorary dumb dude Bradford Barth signing off. <laughs> <laughs> and we salute you, Mr. Barth. Yeah. The What did we say he was? Uh, Transponster from How I Met Your Mother or whatever that was. <laughs> Sheila said, Cedric Diggory dying at the end of Harry Potter 4 and Boromir dying in Fellowship of the Ring. I would have followed you, my brother. My captain. My king. Mandy said, The Iron Giant, you know, you are who you choose to be, Superman. The Miracle Worker, any version. When Helen says water for the first time, I once cried so hard while watching it that I scared my children. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> Mandy, just just a weeping over there. Just a weeping. I love Iron Giant, too. Oh, it's great. It's great. Um, Charlie said, I don't tend to like sports movies, but when Samwise Gamgee takes the field and Rudy, I can't control the tears. Rudy is a good movie. Uh, John Favreau and Vince Vaughn are also in that movie. I also really like Hoosiers. That's another good sports movie. Uh, Bridget said, in Avengers Endgame, when Captain America gets up to stand against Thanos' army by himself and everybody else has been taken out, he knows he can't win, but he won't give up, and he faces the monsters, and then everyone who disappeared starts showing up to help. I am wrecked. Yeah, when he's standing there, and you hear it on your left. Oh my god! All those guys come out. My heart was in my throat! Yeah, that's the best third act of any movie ever made. Oh, easily. 100%. What a, what a thing. What a thing to see that. I wish I could like erase my memory and go see it in the first time with a bunch of people who also had their memories erased, and we could all see yep. seen it for the first time. Yeah, the theater. Just, man, when he picks up the hammer, it's the best. Oh, my gosh. All right, so Elaine said, This is so tough because I cry at even the hint of an emotional moment, so I'm going to put two. First, it's in, <clears throat> it's in August Rush when the dad meets his son, but he doesn't know he has a son, in the park and teaches him some chords on the guitar. It's such a sweet moment ruined by me externally screaming at the TV, That is your son! Second is Coco when Miguel is singing Remember Me to Mama Coco, and then she joins him and remembers her papa. A lot of love for Coco, and then a lot of discussion in the comments on Instagram about August Rush as well. So This was a fun question. Everybody seemed to get into it. Good stuff, everybody. Thanks for writing in. Uh, but if they want to write in for this uh, week's questions times, how do they do it? How do they get in touch? Well, they can send us a good old-fashioned electronic mail at trailerblazerspod at gmail.com. Or they can and should follow us on Instagram at Trailerblazers Podcast. Uh, you can comment on the Question Times post there, or email it to me, or text it to me even, because Squid and Brad both texted me the answers this week. And I did not forget to put them on the list. Uh, if you want new episode updates, you can follow us on Twitter at Trailer underscore Blazers. Uh, do not try and contact us there. I will never check the notifications. Uh, if you want to be an extra generous uh, little Saban movie, you can leave us a five-star rating and... Review on Apple Podcasts, which is still the best way for the show to gain traction. And if you do that quick, Mickey's going to step in to let you know what happens. 
You know, hey folks, you leave a five-star writing on there. And you're just getting ahead of the game, because that's going to help us. But we can't get help until the thing happens before, which is you leaving. Five-star writing. So, I also, if you do that, I also want to take the initiative. And instead of letting Saban make the command and the commando, and as Nick said, the commander, we jump in our... And we make a movie called The Commandant, you see? And we had, we had them off in the past. Maybe it's a foreign movie, maybe it's in French. I don't know, I hadn't thought about it. But I just thought about, sometimes you gotta get out of there and you gotta head them off in the past and you gotta stop, you gotta cut off the route that they're gonna take. And that's a tip. Thank you, Quick Mickey, for that effervescent, reticulated, and resplendent commentary, as always. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and I am the man at the computer watching the window on YouTube of the woman in the house across the street from the girl in the window and the bump on the log in a hole in the bottom of the sea. Happy Trailers. And I'm Ben Moon, and if you come on my property, I will throw buzz saws at you, like Arnold Schwarzenegger did in Commando. Not just, but you gotta be... You know what? I, I'm only going to do that if you're like a person with bad intent, like harmful intent. If you come on my property, I'll probably just wave to you and say, come on in, let's let's have a drink or something. Anyway, happy trailsers. Welcome back to the video games. One quarter portion. Of the show, folks. Can you believe it? There are nine video game trailers here. Um, uh, an Adele Nineen. Uh, Adele vid- Nineen. Uh, video game trailers. Wow. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. So let's. We don't have any news because, like, all the news is just video game stuff coming out. Um, yeah. So the first thing that we have here, we really need to talk about this. Yes. Star Wars Eclipse. This is probably one of the biggest talks on the interwebs after the Game Awards. Uh, so I don't think we know in, anything about what this is other than it takes place right before the Empire starts. Like it's Well, it takes place, it's in the High Republic, so it takes place right. a couple hundred years before the Empire. So this is in the High Republic era. Yoda's young. He's in, I think he's in this trailer, but he's he, younger. Yeah, he's in this trailer. So this is a couple hundred years before the prequels, I believe. We don't really know what this is. The The graphics are really, really good in the trailer. A lot of really cool-looking Star Wars creatures, like characters. Yes. Uh, I was watching a Star Wars Meg video on YouTube before. She does, like, daily Star Wars news updates. And she said that based on this, this video game studio and the kind of games that they make, that a lot of these are, like, choice-based games. And that the action sequences tend to be quick time eventy. Yeah, because Quantic Realms is the developer. Yeah, Quantic Realms. Yeah, yeah. So I imagine it'll be in the style of their other games. I think that makes sense, and that was my thought too. That it's going to be that. I don't think that studio would all of a sudden change the way that they do games, right? Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, if the look of it is is good enough, though, I'll probably be pretty interested in this. Some of these aliens look like uh, Abe's Odyssey. <laughs> Yeah, the guys the, with the drum, the drum guys. Yeah, what uh, Odd World? They look like the characters Oddworld, from Odd World. Yeah. yeah, it's very Odd World. A little more proportionate bodily, but uh, yeah. yes, essentially. Yep. 
they don't have giant hands and feet. So this, I mean, it looks good for whatever it is, whatever it is. It looks good. Yeah, that's fine. Give us more Star Wars. Sure, why not? More. More. All right. Then we have a. I'm gonna say a kind of a scary trailer for Senua's Saga: Hellblade Two. Yeah, this is the game where you're like a Pict in Ireland, ancient Ireland, like a Celt. I think she's a Pict. The like the gods talk to her, and she sort of has to guide her companions around. But this game has this really intense surround sound built into it, and I really wish I had played the first one. I never did. But this, I think, looks really cool. It does look scary. It looks creepy. But Celtic folklore has the coolest monsters of anything. I don't care what you say. It just does. So this has probably got a bunch of cool monsters. Uh, I really like that that design of, like, the aesthetic of the Pictish people with, like, the war paint and, and furs and stuff. It's, uh, the whole aesthetic of this is cool to me. It's It's definitely got a cool aesthetic. I didn't really have much interest in playing the first one but this one i just thought the giant in this when you when he first starts kind of like climbing into that into that cave i was like oh my uh-huh. gosh this is terrifying because you feel kind of t- you feel kind of powerless against you know that that's when you feel yeah. pretty scary looking there's something very real about it, the whole thing yes yes yeah something very real about it so, something about the way that she moves is very um she's not like a super she doesn't move like a superhero she moves like a woman just a normal woman and yep. and being that against a literal giant crawling out of the ocean is like oh gosh i need to i'm gonna i need to get out of here but you don't you like you're, she's she keeps yelling fight yep it looks awesome i want to see more about this maybe i can play the first game still I bet you could play it for real cheap. Yeah. You know, they need to come out with like PlayStation hits and like play it for free. Yeah, it'll probably be on the somewhere, and like it'll be a free game or something. I don't know. Yeah, maybe so. Hopefully so. All right. So then we have a trailer for Wonder Woman. It's not really a trailer, uh, but it's a trailer for Wonder Woman, uh, made by WB Games. Is that the, the yep. publisher? Yeah. So WB Games is making a Wonder Woman game. I have liked most of the WB games. I like the Batman games. I like the Mad Max game that they made. Uh, I like the Shadow of Mordor, the uh, Lord of the Rings game. And this Wonder Woman game has the Nemesis system from Shadow of Mordor in it. Very cool. Um, those, those Shadow of Mordor games are great. So hopefully this will be fun. I think I think this is what's going to be key to this is the controls being fun. Like yeah. super jumping and like using your lasso to like reel yourself in real quick and like kick dudes almost like Spider Man. See, I think that that's the strongest aspect of WB games is the controls because like the Mad Max. I've never been good at driving a car in games, but that Mad Max game, like driving around in the Mad Max car, it was so cool. It was so fun and like you could, you could do cool car stunts and stuff, and it just felt really natural. So. I think I'm going to probably play this. I like all those WB games. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure this will come out on PS5. Yeah, I like it more than the movies they make. <laughs> I wish that movie... I wish that second movie was real good. I mean, it's... it's To me, I didn't hate it, but it, I just wish it was real good. Yeah, I was really excited going into that one, and then I just didn't end up caring for it. And then we learned... I'll still that, watch the third one. Oh, there's a third one coming out? Yeah. Uh, Patty Jenkins said that 
she she's working on Rogue Squadron and Wonder Woman at the same time because um, she she dropped something else. Uh, I forget what, what she was working on three movies and she dropped one of them so that they wouldn't cancel Rogue Squadron. I kind of wish she would hold off on Wonder Woman three and just do Rogue Squadron, like focus all your attention on that. Yeah, I think she should let Lucasfilm get their act together a little before she starts that because they have a tra- they're real good with the TV side of things, but they also have a track record of uh, messing with directors and alienating them and then making them quit halfway through. If you look at every single movie they've made uh, since Disney took over, like every single one except for The Force Awakens, which was always J.J. Abrams, but like they replaced directors for all the other ones. On that Last Jedi. But they should have had one director for those three movies with an outline ahead of time. And then they replaced the director for Rogue or for uh, uh, Rogue One, and they replaced the director, obviously, very famously for Solo. Solo, yeah. And they just need to let Patty Jenkins make the movie she wants to make. I agree. Or the show. Is it a show? It's a movie. It's a movie. Rogue Squadron. Yeah. Make, make it the way she wants to make it. Top Gun in Space, or however yes. she wants to do it. Um. Hey, I got a question for you. I got this, the answer. This is a video games questions times. If Joseph Kaczynski got to direct a Star Wars movie, what would you have it be about? Oh man, what would I want to feel? What would I want to feel deep, unmatchable immersion in for Star Wars? I would have to. I associate Joseph Kaczynski with some level of mystical energy. Even if it doesn't have, if it's not mystical, like Oblivion is not a, a, a mystical movie, but I feel mystical energy radiate from that that music and that tone. So I think some sort of uh, maybe like an old, old timey Star Wars movie where it's like they don't know about the Jedi, like the first Jedi or something, and they're just discovering the Force. I want a movie set on Corellia with like Carillion sunsets and like like skyscraper tops and mountains and the underworld and just all of that. That would be awesome. He could pull it off. He's great. Uh, his next movie is Top Gun Maverick. Yep. And it's got pushed back to next year. Yeah, they keep pushing it back. I want to watch it. Let me see Joseph Kaczynski stuff. Yeah. I'm going to... Oh God, I want to watch Tron now. I know. Every time we talk about it, I'm like, man, I should watch Tron tonight. <laughs> And that pool scene from Oblivion. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta go see that too. So this Wonder Woman will maybe play. It. I think that's we 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 left that, and now we're coming back. We're bringing it back. I'm bringing it back. Yep, bring it back. And the next trailer here, it's not really a trailer, just a teaser for Alan Wake Two. Yeah, uh, I was watching this. I was like, I, I wanted to play Alan Wake One. I just never got around to it, and I kind of wish I had played it. It was pretty good. I mean, it was a good game. It was a good game. Did it? Yeah. Is it one of my favorite games or whatever? No, I don't. I probably skipped the second one, but you'd probably love the first one. Honestly, you'd That's love it. That's the thing. That's the thing. Is everyone's like, oh, it's got like a lot of Stephen King references and stuff like that. And it's Twin Peaksy. Twin Peaksy, and it's just like I should have played it. And I, I have a real hard time playing old games, so uh, it might have the ship might have sailed. Like as soon as the game's a couple years old, I have a hard time playing it. Yeah, you might. I don't know. I don't know how you'd play it. It's on Xbox only, I think. I think they did a remaster, but I tried to play the remaster of Uncharted and I found it unplayable. Oh, yikes. Yeah. So that's coming out. Then we got a trailer for Nightingale. 
Yeah, so this movie, uh, or this game, I, at first I was a little excited because there's all these cool monster designs and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then as the trailer p- progressed, I saw them building buildings and like camps, and then it was first person, and it just slowly pushed me away. Uh, the description pushed me away in, in, instantly. A survival building game. That's a hard yeah. no. That is a no, big no, capital N, capital O. No thanks. Yeah, but the monsters did look cool. They had cool design. And who doesn't love a Victorian uh, aesthetic, a Victorian aesthetic? I, I love it. The the main character in this, this looked like if they made a movie, it would be Gemma Arterton would play this character, I, I thought. Oh, <laughs> it looked like a, a bad animation of Lucy Liu. Yeah, it was a, a bad animation, but it said pre-alpha. Oh, yeah. I, the finished product should look a lot better. The designs are fine, though. I like the designs. Yeah, the designs are cool. Yeah. But we'll never play it, so bye. No, bye. Uh, we got a trailer for Gollum. A, a, not a gameplay trailer, just a... This is only a cinematic. Cinematic trailer. But I think it gave us a good idea of kind of what this game's going to be like, maybe. Yeah, this is going to be a, uh, a stealth game where you play as Gollum. And I think it's going to give you options of how to complete it. Where you can either listen to Gollum or Smeagol. So you can either stealth and try not to interact with people, or you can set traps and try and kill orcs and stuff. That's I think you're right. I think that's exactly what it is. Uh, and it shows him, you know, pouring some molten metal onto some uh, orcs. Not that we care. Because they're evil, and they're ruddy, yeah. and nasty creatures. Yeah, why can't we have some meat? Yeah, why can't we play this video game? So anyway, I'm going to play Gollum probably. I like stealth games. Yeah, I like stealth games too, but I'd rather have a new Splinter Cell than this. Me too, 100%. Yeah. Uh, oh, we got a really cool cinematic trailer for Warhammer 40K Space Marine 2. I love this. I was like, show me a whole movie of this. This is awesome. This is cool, but it's fully StarCraft, isn't it? Like, it's just StarCraft. No, this this predates StarCraft. Does it? It does. Like this, like there's like Zergs and like Space Marines. Warhammer 40k pre. I don't know. Man. No, let's look it up. We're gonna look it up right here. Yeah, and settle we gotta it. know. Robot voice. Who? Who? What came first? Warhammer was created 11 years before StarCraft. The first edition of the game Warhammer 40,000 Rogue Trader was published in 1987. 1987. Oh heck. Then StarCraft is just this. Yep. All right. Well, I, I change change it around then. StarCraft just copied this. Yeah. It was really cool, though. I really like this animation. Um, I think we did see a little bit of gameplay at the end, too. Um, yeah, there was a little bit, I think. Uh, just a, just like a little tease at the end there. Yeah, little snippets. Um, I don't know that I'll play this. I really just want like a full like a movie of, the, like the, of that the animation. Yeah. Warhammer stuff is cool, but it always feels slightly inaccessible to me. Oh, slightly? <laughs> like, yeah. fully. My cousin's been painting some Warhammer minis, and they're really, really cool. And he got, like, a Gundam pen for some of the detail, and it just looks so good. My my friend, uh, Roman Santa Croce, who was the director of that fan film I was doing, yeah. um, we stayed over at his house when we were filming last weekend, and um, he's like, I got a lot of Warhammer 40K stuff. So I was like, show me. And he has six armies. Oh, man. I, I was like, I was going to say, oh, my gosh, Roman, you almost have an army in here. And he goes, it's six. 
He like whispered Ooh. it. It's <laughs> like awesome. Oh my gosh. So hey, people that are into this are like super into it, but it does feel to me it feels like where do you even start? It's like it's like if you had never read Marvel comics and someone says go read Marvel comics. Ah, I don't even yep. know where to start. Yeah, too many number ones, man. It's inaccessible, but yeah. it looks cool. Yeah. Um, so that's uh, coming out. Then we have a trailer, another trailer for Forspoken. Um, how are you feeling about this? I'm getting this on day one. This will be, uh, I'll be buy it immediately as soon as it comes out. Yeah, I think it's going to be really cool. Um, I, I'm interested to see this world now. This, I think they give you a little more taste of this world. It looks cool. Ella Belinska looks awesome as the main character. The controls are for Square. Square games are my favorite games. Like The games that I always get super into are Square like Tomb Raider games and this Guardians of the Galaxy game with Square. Yeah. I just like them the best. I like Square games. I'm going to play this. I'm going to buy it day one. And there you have it. That's And that's all there's to say about that. Yep. Um, last thing here is I think something that we're all going to play, and, and including our friend Missy on the PS5, and it's Arc Raiders. Yeah, this is cool looking as well. This is a, from what I can tell, co-op, like maybe four-player co-op. It appears to be a fire team co-op game. Yeah, and it's third person, so you can play it. Yeah, yeah, I was into it when when I saw the third person. Um, this is like the, there's some big old boss battles that look really cool. These like giant like four legged robots, kind of. I don't know. It, it looks really cool. I'm I'm into it. I don't know much about it, but it would be nice to have a game to play with like a few people. It would be, and this is coming to us from a, several developers that used to be over at Dice. And I trust them in their creativity and their games. I, you know, I love dice. I've always loved dice. So I think this is, I think this is even free to play. So why wouldn't we give this a shot? I think we should. I think we should try it out. Yeah, I think we should too. So that is all the Vigi game trailers, and I think any news or whatnot that we have. And uh, so that about does it for us. Yep, that's it. I got nothing else. Okay, great. For the Trailer Blazers, my name is Nick Kelly, and you can either play me as Smeagol or Gollum. Heavy Trailsers. And I've been Moon, and I kind of have a bad back, so my, my controls are not super fun. Happy Trailsers. But this thing, war, war, this war... Ah, war. Ah, did you catch that? Armageddon from Lost was in this.